Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Living with Power Hope podcast. Lena Evajemra here, and I am so excited to be with you on another Thursday. We show up here on Thursdays because it's our favorite day of the week, and if you have been listening to any of the stuff that I teach, then you know that's true. But hey, if it's your first time with us, thank you for being here, and I look forward to what God is going to do through these next minutes. If you've been here with us before, thank you for coming back. I hope you've subscribed to this podcast. I hope you've shared it with friends. I hope you've left us a review. But regardless of all that, whether you've done that or not, we are just happy that you are here. Hey, we are embarking on a new series today. We are doing a little bit of an eruption in our negative emotions series. We'll pick that back up in about a six-week period, but we are launching a book soon. And so we cannot do that without giving it some attention because it's a big deal. It took me a long time to write it, a long time to live it, and it's been a process to get it to your hands as all publishing processes can be. So I'm excited about all of this stuff. Uh, Hey, before we get into the content for today, let me... um, let me uh, make a couple of uh, kind of, um, I don't know, orientation things. First of all, if you ever hear background noise, recently I listened to one of my teachings and I kept hearing this tap, 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 tap. And I think it's because like, I just sort of have nervous energy sometimes. So I'm gonna try not to tap, tap, tap. And so I'm sorry if that's ever been there before. And if you have never checked our website, I'd like love for you to check out livingwithpower.org. That's livingwithpower.org. There are so many free resources there right now on our front page is where you're going to find the information for our desert series. It will launch uh, in a week. Basically, we are uh, so excited to tell you about it. And then I'm going to hit up some content here in the next few weeks on the desert. And uh, part of today's podcast, I'm going to tell you why I wrote the desert study. And so um, if you're like, why why does she talk? What's the deal with the desert? I talk a lot about desert spaces and uh, we'll get into why in a minute. Uh, And then I'm going to talk today on why God allows us to go through the desert and so often. And so you might be in a desert place right now. If you're not, you might have just come out of it. Or listen, it might be around the bend. But the truth is that we all live in desert spaces at one point or another in our life. And so uh, let's talk about it. And uh, let's get you a resource that will bless you, encourage you, whether you're going to do it alone or with others. When you buy the book for $19.99, you actually get a six-week video series with it. And the book is amazing. It's beautiful. It's full of rich content. It will take you through the Bible looking at God's faithfulness in desert places. I love this study. We're building a series of watching the footsteps of God through his word on different themes. And this is the first of the series. The next one is going to be looking at another aspect of God's goodness. And um, anyway, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about being here with you. So let me let me hit the topic for today. Uh, First of all, why did I write a study about the desert? Uh, I was not born in the desert. I was born in a city called Beirut, and I love the desert. My first visit to the desert was not that long ago. It was a few years ago. I went to Scottsdale, Arizona, and I hiked uh, near there and around there. And then uh, basically, I um, fell in love with the desert, and I still do. And it's funny because we didn't. We grew up going to the beach. We didn't really grow up in the desert spaces, but I've enjoyed it so much in my life. I find the dry, hot temperatures just a great place to be, to reflect, to get in shape. And so, uh, and I've seen so many analogies in the desert as I've had my own excursions and in desert places. Uh, but but I'm not talking about physical deserts here. I'm talking about the emotional deserts that so many of us face, the spiritual deserts that we face. And so, uh, really, three simple reasons why I wrote this study and why I, I focus so much about. Uh, desert spaces in my life. Number one is that we're all uh, living in some sort of desert. I just mentioned how some of us are in it now. I venture to guess most of us are in some sort of desert now, uh, or we've just come out of a desert season, or we're about to head into it. This is the reality of the Christian life, and really in life in general. The desert, interestingly, comes in a number of ways. It can be physical, it can be emotional, it can be relational, 
Uh, it, it will hit you uh, in a number of ways, and it can be very open-ended. Uh, some seasons in life feels like the desert will never end. There may be areas in your life where you feel like the desert will never end in that area. I'm single, so I can attest to that in my dating life, but uh, be all joking aside, the truth is that we are all living in some sort of desert. So if we are, we need to talk about it. Why is the desert uh, there? Why does God allow it? Uh, second big reason I wrote this study is because the Bible talks a lot about the desert. If you've read the Bible, you have read about the desert all the way from Genesis on. And one of the things that we're going to look at in the desert series that I'm going to be uh, talking about in the new book is that uh, is, 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 is sort of following God's footsteps in these desert places, what, why he allowed them and how he uses them and what the purpose of those deserts are. So, so much of the Bible takes place in the desert. I mean, I think about John the Baptist spending time in the desert, Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. Those are areas that I'm going to be hitting up in the study, just five big desert locations. Needless to say, of course, the people of Israel in the desert, that's like my favorite thing to teach in the Bible. So it's, um, it's awesome. It's going to be fun. But uh, so many lessons are learned from the desert, and uh, we're going to get into those. Uh, third big reason I wrote this is because it's sometimes, you know, it's funny, I had this point as it's harder to hear God in the desert, so I want to help you hear him, but really, I actually think it's easier to hear God in the desert. I really do. I think God puts us in the desert so that we would hear him more clearly. There's something about need in general that draws us closer to God. I'm convinced that the more needy we feel, the more we turn to God. And uh, if you're in a needy place today, that's great. That's where you want to be. We need to get better at hearing God. And so if it takes a desert season in our life, so be it. I certainly am familiar with the desert. There are areas in my life right now that I still feel I'm in the desert. Uh, in fact, I'm going to hit up uh, here a verse in Hosea that was very instrumental in my life. Uh, recently, we have a Thursday night Facebook Live community where I teach. Uh, we recently have run a three-week series on uh, revival. And uh, lesson number two in that series is from Hosea and particularly um, um, actually, in, in the teaching, I teach about Hosea chapter 6, but I trace it back to Hosea chapter 2. But Hosea chapter 2, verse 14 and 15, I remember um, I was in my mid-20s and living in Jacksonville, Florida, having just uh, gone through a very big heartbreak, ended an engagement, lost my best friend, etc. Very A lot of drama, you know, 80s rom-com type stuff. And I kept waiting for the guy to show up. He did not. But, um, but in that season, God gave me these verses from Hosea chapter 2. I felt like I was in a very deep desert space, and I read these verses, and I remember exactly where I was in my apartment in Jacksonville when I read these verses. Therefore, behold, this is God speaking to his people. Therefore, behold, I, I God says, I will allure her, Israel, and bring her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. And there in the wilderness, I will give her her vineyards and make the valley of Acre a door of hope. The word Acre... Uh, means trouble. And so God basically is is talking about his mercy to his people Israel and says how he led them so often into the wilderness so that he would um, allow them to really hear him clearly, his tenderness and his uh, goodness. And in that place, God would uh, turn the places of despair and of trouble into a place of hope. And I remember just being revolutionized by this, by these verses, just sort of really, it was almost like I was jump-started back into life. And I remember thinking like, wow, there may be a reason why I'm in this desert space. After months of wrestling with God and resenting the space I was in, it was finally a space where I felt like maybe God has something for me here. And so uh, the big question in my life has been, why does God allow us to go through the desert? And after I left that desert season, I thought that I'd put it behind me and that I would never face another desert in my life. And it wasn't long after that that I faced another desert spiritually and uh, a lot of different dynamics as it pertains to my ministry calling. But the biggest sort of 
season in the desert came after I left my very vibrant church that was going through some turmoil and leadership problems. And uh, in the midst of, of leaving, I um, entered another season of deep desert. And I wrote a book about it called Fractured Faith. Many of you have read it. Maybe you came to this podcast because of that book. But nonetheless, it, it seems as if every time I turn, I'm entering some sort of desert. And I, it's amazing how quickly I forget how much God has taught me and is teaching me through the desert. Every time I enter the desert, I go through the same cycles of resenting it, complaining about it, wondering why I'm in it, until I wake up and realize that in it is uh, a purpose. And so I just thought today we'd sort of, as I sort of let you know, first of all, about the desert study and urge you to buy it. Because not because, honestly, I mean, I, it's hard to talk about inviting you to buy a book without feeling like I'm gimmicky or marketing. I, I honestly, I wish I could give out the study free to everybody. And maybe someday we will. But for now, the publishers have invested in it. So we have to charge a price for it. But I really believe that if you're wrestling to understand the, the difficult seasons in your life, you need to get the study. If you're longing for revival in your heart and you can't see how it would happen, I urge you to buy the study because uh, I cover so many concepts that I personally have wrestled with from a biblical perspective. And, and I really trace sometimes things that I'm still learning, but how God has used those seasons. In fact, I want to give you just four sort of points today. And I try to keep these podcasts short. I know everybody's busy. There's so much content being thrown at us. And so more and more, I value shorter podcasts in my life. So I don't want to drag this out, but I want to give you, first I gave you, if you notice, three reasons why I wrote the study, but I want to give you four reasons why God allows us to go through the desert. And and I sort of hinted at some of them, but with this Hosea verse in mind, and by the way, the context of Hosea was that the people of Israel were had had sinned and deserved judgment, and God allowed them to go through the desert to bring them back to him uh, because they were his. And so uh, why God allows this is, number one, because God's character is best revealed to us in our desert places. There's something about the pain that we're in that makes us very sensitive to God's character and his goodness. Because I think the worst our situation is, the more we can appreciate his goodness. And so the only way to truly believe that God's love is unconditional for us is when we fail him so deeply and still find him to be so deeply faithful. The fact that we're looking at God's faithfulness in this study is, is, is intentional. That is the biggest lesson in the desert, is that God is faithful. And, and you know, somebody recently asked me about, you know, how, how I experience God and how I believe he's real. They're going through a season where they don't feel it's real. And I said, to be honest with you, the, the more unfaithful I am, the more I believe in the faithfulness of God, because he's always there. He's not left me. And... Um, I'm really grateful for that. And so if you're wondering, you know, and it's funny because it's ironic because one of the six-week series that I'm doing here on the podcast is going to be talking about how to hear God in the desert seasons because there's those are the seasons that we sometimes accuse God of being too silent, but it just makes us lean into him more. And so God's character is best revealed in our desert places. Uh, here's a second reason God allows us to go through the desert. God's promises are best put to test in our desert places. God has given us promises, and they're great, but we only need them when we're hurting. We're only need, we only really need them when we're needy. And those are the times that we need to learn to grab a hold of them. We tend to ignore them. We tend to, you know, kind of enjoy them in our good days, but then we don't milk them on our bad days. And really, the time to put to test God's promises is when we're hurting. It's when we're in the desert. That's when we need to lean on God's promises uh, in order to get to the next level with Him, I guess. if you I hate to call it level, but sort of a closer intimacy. You know, we look for God's promises when we need them the most. And I, I want to encourage you and, and, and really press you to that. 
because I have found it challenging sometimes to trust God's promises in the desert. And yet that's what I need them the most. So the desert is not a place to learn God's promises. It's a place to practice his promises. And so those verses that you love and you highlight in your Bibles, that's when you want to put it to the test is when, when you're in the desert. And so God's character is best revealed to us in our desert places. God's promises are best put to test in our desert places. Here's the third point. God's presence is most deeply experienced in our desert places. There is something so rich and reviving about God's presence in our desert places. I think about Hagar. One of my favorite pictures in scriptures is Hagar, lonely and hurting. And she's really given up on life. Two places in Genesis, we see her in the desert in despair. And both places, God shows up. And the first time she's so moved, she calls the place Beer Lahai Leroy, the God who sees me. And uh, later on, it's ironic because Isaac makes his home there. Um, Isaac is the son of Abraham, the chosen one. And, and Hagar is, of course, the concubine who had Ishmael, the firstborn of Abraham, who was not the chosen one. And yet, it's, I find it always, I just was reading through the Bible again, and I was intrigued that, that, that Isaac spent so much time at that place, Pier Lahai Leroy. And I, I, it was Hagar's place. And, and there was something so deeply personal about the experience that Hagar had with her Lord. And in a space that she no longer had hope that God was there. Honestly, this is the thing about the desert is we lose sight of God. And so I identify with people like Hagar who find themselves thirsty and dreary and in despair and just given up. And yet, this is what I mean when I say there's a, something so experientially powerful about God's presence in our desert spaces that can only be learned there. The desert inevitably leads us to a closer walk with God. So I, I really wrote the book with the intent of reminding us of that and of attracting our attention to that, that this desert that you're in, that I'm in, is the place where we see God more clearly, most clearly. And you might not be seeing him right now. You might be rolling your eyes and going, man, I don't believe it because I'm not seeing him right now. Listen. You're here, aren't you? Uh, it's going to happen. God is moving you closer to him. And just like Hagar, she was just on the verge of dying. Uh, you might be there where you're just giving up. And listen, God's got something for you in store. I know it. I believe it with all my heart because it's happened to me. I'm still here. I can't tell you how many times I've thought about quitting in the desert. And God's like, you know, it's not time yet because we're his and he's a purpose for our life. And, and the desert is actually used by him to remind us of his deep presence and to help us to experience him more, more deeply. Most of us long in our lives to experience God more deeply. Well, guess what? Uh, the desert is an invitation for us to do so. And then lastly, why does God allow us to go through the desert and for so long? Well, it's because God's purposes are best understood in our desert places. Uh, times of abundance are really sometimes a bigger trial in that they cause us to forget God's goodness. We become so self-reliant. We don't need God when we've got abundance. It's our places of need that are used by God to help us to understand his bigger purpose, that we're not created for this world, that there is more to life than the things that we taste and see here in this world, in the flesh, and that our life is not about us. We are part of a bigger story. And somehow, when we're in the desert, we, we, we gain sight of that. Uh, we are also reminded in the desert that it's not just about, it's, first of all, it's not just about us, but secondly, it's not just about now. So we, when, when I ask the question, why does God allow us to go to the desert and for so long? Well, time is interesting, isn't it? Because what we think is long is not long in God's economy. And life is so much longer than just now. And the desert is really part of our bigger story, our longer story. And so listen, if you are in a desert place right now, rest assured that God's just getting started with you. 
You need to get the study. It will encourage you. We're going to walk through it together for the next six weeks on Thursday nights. I'm going to be teaching. I'm going to actually show the videos as a community. We're going to have them up for 24 hours. Uh, you don't need to show up in those 24 hours to see the videos because if you buy the book, you get the videos for free. But we're going to have a space. We're going to be talking through those lessons together. Here on the podcast, I'm going to teach for the next six series different themes. In fact, next week is Valentine's Day, so I'm going to teach about uh, dating and the desert. And it's going to be a little bit for singles, but not just for singles. But still, I'm going to kind of cater these podcasts the next six weeks on the desert in some way or format. I think you're going to enjoy them. Today was sort of an introduction uh, and, and a reminder, or I guess a, uh, an initiation into the study and really a, a sense for... Um, the shaping of what's to come in the next few weeks. So, hey, if you're wondering how to buy the study, you can do it in two ways. You can either go to livingwithpower.org and you'll see the information at the top of the page or go to Amazon and just put in Through the Desert and Lena Abijamra and you'll find it. And uh, I hope you, uh, I was going to say, I hope you enjoy it, but really, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm more interested that God uses it to grow you than I am that you enjoy it. Uh, I have not necessarily enjoyed a lot of difficult teachings, but I found them enriching and essential to my spiritual well-being. And so um, that's what I'm praying, that God revives us through this study. And listen, can I just tell you again how glad I am that you tuned in today? It is a, just a joy and a pleasure for me to be with you. I am praying intensely that God will use everything we do here in this ministry to draw you closer to Him and help you to see Him more clearly. We are all about biblical truth for everyday life. We've got tons of other resources, by the way. The Desert uh, Study is my newest study, but you'll find on our website and on our app a ton of other stuff for you. So hope you enjoyed. I hope you take advantage of it and um, rest assured that you are loved. And I'll be back again with you next week. All right, have a great night. Take care. Oh, not, not night. Sorry. Where did I come up with that? Have a great day. Unless you're listening to this at night. In that case, have a great night. But whenever it is that you're listening, uh, just know that God is with you. And until we meet again, have an awesome, awesome day.